Chapter Two of Fruits of the Spirit. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chad Horner from Ballyclare in County Antrim, Northern Ireland. Fruits of the Spirit by Hamilton Wright Maybe. Chapter Two Under the Aspect of Eternity. Men suffer immense loss of reserve power for dealing with the work and problems of the time, and of deep-flowing consolation in their sorrows and anxieties, by reason of their intense absorption in the interests of the hour and their preoccupation with affairs. Never before has this present life laid hold upon conscience, thought, and will with such searching and compelling forces. Those who are eager to deal with life on the highest plane find it difficult to penetrate the multitude of details that press upon attention with the sense of a greater order in which all things find their place and are moved to some great end work of such magnitude awaits capable men and taxes thought and strength to such a degree that many men put such heroic labour into the day that night overtakes them unawares and they awake with surprise to find that their work is only a part of a gigantic scheme of construction their tasks have absorbed them so completely that they have never realized their relations to a spiritual order. This is a far more fruitful way of life than that of the man who dreams of purely spiritual activities but never sets his hand to any real task or binds on his shoulders any of the burdens which humanity must carry in its mysterious journey toward the unseen country. To preach idleness withdrawal from the world escape from the manifold tasks of modern society to men who have become heroic workers by virtue of the inward force which makes them men and the outward opportunities with which god has encircled them to draw out their power and evoke character on a vast scale is as idle as to command them to go back to the ptolemaic astronomy or the geography that was studied before columbus enlarged the world by the discovery of another continent there is no solution of the problem of the soul by taking it out of its normal relations in human society there can be no return to the patriarchal days when men lived in tents and watched their flocks and spent their days in a vast leisure of mind nor to those middle years in the history of the human spirit when they lived in little walled towns and served their kings and obeyed their spiritual rulers with unthinking obedience there must be room for the spirit and time for its ripening but these conditions must be secured not by going back but by going forward it would be well if the preoccupied men and women of to-day would take time to read dante's divine comedy to climb from time to time that great peak which overtops the poetry of the world probably no form of expression could be further from the habitual thought and speech of the day than this report of the journey of the soul through the three worlds but no modern writing is so clear and authoritative in its setting of the life that now is in definite and unescapable relation to the life which is to come in this sublime epic of the soul of man in all conditions there is no idle dreaming no vague and easy speculation concerning the growth of the spirit and its union with god on the contrary the poem stands foursquare to all the winds of shifting opinion based on an eternal order pervaded throughout by a vivid realism the poet escaped by virtue of his genius from the tyranny of types and personifications which gave unreality to much medieval art and built a world as solid as the florence which drove him into exile no other poet of the heavenly vision has dared to give his interpretation of the life of man such massive reality and none has touched it with such compelling power for this reason among others dante is a teacher 
at whose feet the men and women of this busy age ought to sit he is no master of beautiful dreams no magician dexterously spinning a web of iridescent words over the abysses he sees real things with clear and fearless glance and he teaches us not to evade to escape to renounce to comfort and mislead ourselves with idle visions but to look at the great facts of life to accept its duties do its work live in its relations in the light of the world to come he has as dean church has said too strong a sense of the reality of this familiar life to reduce it merely to a shadow and type of the unseen what he struggles to express in countless ways with all the resources of his strange and gigantic power is that this world and the next are both equally real and both one in a word dante saw the world under the aspect of eternity in that attitude is found our escape from the tyranny of the tremendous tasks laid on the shoulders of modern men by the growth of power within and without it is impossible to go back to the more leisurely periods when interests were free and simple if it were possible we should not win the victory and find the peace which our souls crave these things are not gifts from god to be had for the asking they are achievements which we must make by conquest of ourselves and our conditions the problem of life is never one of external conditions it is always one of inward energy purity nobility the way out for those who would live the life of the spirit in this age of tumultuous activity is to realize hour by hour that the life that now is and the life that is to come however different in condition and occupation are parts of one indivisible and unbroken life it is to see the world steadily and clearly under the aspect of eternity it does not matter how vast the works of the time are if in accepting their reality we understand how subordinate they are in the spiritual order it does not matter how heavy the burdens of society are if we carry them with the conviction that they are part of that spiritual discipline which is the rational and inspiring explanation of life the world that surrounds us is not a mirage is a deep-going and unescapable reality and woe to the man or woman who tries to ignore it to treat it as a figment of the imagination to escape from it but that which is visible is only a little section of the whole as the earth which seems so vast to us is only a little star in a universe of suns when a man sees through the material which piles itself about him to the spiritual which is its master when he rules all the works of his hands by virtue of the sovereignty of his soul puts his hand to his task and gives his whole strength to it because it is a reality in vital relation with a greater reality gains wealth with full knowledge that money can buy many things for his body but nothing for his spirit organizes great enterprises with clear understanding that he is the servant of an irresistible movement in human affairs he is safe from the blindness corruption deadness of mere material activity and achievement he has learned to see life under the aspect of eternity end of section two recording by chad horner from ballyclare in county antrim northern ireland